Listen, I've probably been the most hesitant to be playing around with the Tiki Talkie, but it is now the number one social media platform out there and it cannot be denied. So that's why I've been going all in and really maneuvering and finding out how you can make TikTok work for any business that you have without having a gajillion followers. And I have been mastering that in a big way. That's why I want to invite you to a TikTok workshop in March. You do not want to miss it. For more information, just go to rockstalks.co. Totally worth it. You'll love it. Welcome to Rocks Talks. It's so good to see y'all. Um, I've been up for a while. I'll tell you. Uh, talking to a good friend of mine. Sometimes you need, do you ever have that time where you're like, I need to talk to a friend who knows me and who's going to say exactly what I need to hear and or is going to give me the space to say what I need to say. That's kind of how I felt this morning. So every, if you don't have a friend like that, I, I want you to get one. Like seriously, I um, have been blessed with great friends in my life. And I think that there's different times and places and things and needs for them. One of my dear friends, Manissa, um, she and I met a couple years ago and I think we were both on someone's show company wanted us to do a live broadcast and we we're both on it and she was like I'm gonna get to know you she literally said that on there I'm like okay whatever but it's been great and we actually meet every single week for about an hour and we just shoot the shit we go wherever we need to go in the conversation and it's been good because we have um similar but totally different backgrounds in the sense that we both come from one of the industries we've both spent time with time in is, is similar, but it's so good to be able to just have that convo. There's different places and different people in different times. Anyhow, uh, in co- talking with her, cause I just needed, you know, when you like something's happening in your life and you know that it's the right thing, but also you're like, Oh crap, here it comes. Like everything that I've said that I want to happen in my peony era is happening and space is being opened up for me to do the things that I want to do. But when space is opened up, that means that some things are coming to an end. And it's kind of like I had this <gasps> moment where I'm like, OK, that's great. But it's like, am I mourning what is past or am I scared? And at the end of the day, our lives, our, our bodies, our brains like to keep us safe. So when we're about to go do something great, that's when the doubt starts to set in. And I felt that I felt this like fear. And I'm like, I don't like this. I don't appreciate you fear. He's got to go because he can't stay here. So Manis um, and I usually talk on Thursday mornings. And tomorrow I'm actually going. My dad is getting an award. Um, and so I'm going to a breakfast to to um, celebrate him and see his like he's going to do a speech and get his award and all these things. So I can't meet. And I thought, oh, my gosh, but I need to talk to her now. So I messaged her like it. She's, she lives in she lives in mass. So she's always a couple hours ahead of me. And I'm like, do you have time to talk? I need a nest fix. <laughs> she was like, sure. <laughs> the good thing about it is it's a nice balance of we give each other the fix. So it's not like every week I need something or every week she needs something. Sometimes we just like we go, we, we ignite each other. So it was, it was really good. And it reminded me of what my dad has always said to me, which is everything in life prepares you to do something in the future. Have y'all ever thought about that? Everything you do in life prepares you for something you do in the future. So if you're doing something, you think, oh, why did I decide to take that job? Or why did I decide to make that decision? Or why did I decide to have that child? I'm just kidding. Um, 
it's preparing you for something in the future. It's not just about that experience of the thing you're doing, but it also is about where you're going to go in the future. I had a lot of interesting thoughts over the last day. Like seriously, like I've been looking at, I was doing, I had a, uh, someone had purchased one of my products, my digital products. And I was, I was um, looking at it. And I was just like, Ugh. I just felt this. Do you ever look at your, what you've created and you're like, Ugh. if you're not a digital creator or content creator, um, even look at like something you wrote in the past. You're like, Oh, did I write that? Like I looked at it and I just thought I can do better. Not that those things were bad. Those things are great and people are loving them and using them, but there's something inside of me that's bigger and better. And so I looked at the thing going, Ugh, and I thought, no, don't, no, those things prepared you for this thing. But where I want to go is so much bigger than what I'm, what I'm doing now or what I've done in the past. It is. And I'm being really candid by telling you all that, but I, I just want more. I want, I'm tired of playing small. And I, as I, as I record this on my iPhone <laughs> all by myself, I'm tired of playing small, but I also am tired of helping other, let me get this right. I want, I want to give you clarity on this. I'm tired of working for other people's dreams. And I think a lot of us, that's what we do. I mean, honestly, if you take a nine to five job, you're furthering someone else's dream. Let's say you work for Apple. Great. You are furthering Steve Jobs' dream and whoever's in charge now. If any com company you work for, unless you own it, it's about someone else's dream. And I know that there's this <sighs> calmness of knowing, okay, I, that means I can pick it up and put it down. And I get that. I don't want that. I don't want to be working for someone else's dream. I want to be working for my dream. And I'm really feeling that right now. Um, and it's, I was just giving nine to five as an example of different iterations, but I'm just ready to be me unapologetically. I'm excited about that. This is a little bit of a ramble, huh? So I watched uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City last night, although I know I need to watch the uncensored one today, the reunion number part two. And I think because I haven't watched season one, two, or three, I can appreciate some people that probably can't be appreciated. Like Mary Cosby is hilarious to me. Uh, some people are like so frustrated. I don't know about her church. I don't know about any of those things. All I know is she is hilarious because she's so unfiltered. It's almost refreshing and it is very jarring. Don't get me wrong. When she says things to people, I'm like, oh, I can't believe you said that. But at least she's saying them to their face, I guess. I, I go back and forth on that because we can say that there have probably been some presidents who gave it to you straight, straight shooters. And yes, it is refreshing at the same time. Uh, are we better for it? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Everything happens in life. Praise you for something in the future. Um, but I am going to go back and watch season one through three because after these finales are over because it's cray in the house. There was an interesting thing that came up, though, that I want to mention. So Mary Cosby called Whitney. She told her she was she thought she was racist. I guess it happened in a tweet and then it came up. She's like, you said I was racist. And she's like, I did. And she said, do you believe that? She said, I do. And when asked why, she said, because you came from um, uh, Mormonism. And Mormonism is rooted in in um, racism. Which That part is true. I know nothing about Whitney. I know nothing about her heart. I don't know any of that. And I do, But I do know that she's no longer with the church. 
but it is true that Mormonism was, was rooted in racism. I was I alive? Maybe just quite alive when they decided that it was okay for people of color to be like black people to be in the church. So it was interesting because those on stage were like, "Yep, no, that's tr-. one of them was like, that's not true," and you just know she doesn't really know her religion. But the others were like, "That is true." Does that make people racist though? No, I don't think that. E- e- let's be honest. You want me to go there? I'll go there. I would say that a lot of religions, I'm a spiritual person. I grew up in a non-denominational church. I went to Baylor. Um, so, I mean, I'm a Christian. But if you look back on churches, and even if you read some of the Bible, the books of the Bible, there is something to the fact that churches in the past and maybe it's maybe it's the pastors maybe whatever you want I don't I'm not saying the origin but um did encourage slavery did encourage um those who were not in power to just deal with it I cannot remember what book so during the vid during the lockdown I decided to read the entire New Testament, because it's been a long time. I mean, I went to Baylor. I read the Old Testament, New Testament, took those classes, but it's been a long time since I like read it cover to cover. And I'm like, I'm going to read the New Testament. And I got to tell you, I didn't love everything I read, which is okay. Um, I didn't love what I read. I have a lot of questions for God and Jesus when I get there to heaven. But there is a whole book that is about a um, slave who left, and it's been a while, so bear with me. I'm not even sure which book it is. I'll have to look. But, like, it talks about, like, he should go back and be a slave. And I I can't really resonate with that. I don't think that's okay. (laughs) Don't unapologize. There's a reason. Listen, everything happens for a reason. There's a reason that God, that I am here in this time and not during slavery or during a time where there's a book in the Bible that was written telling people to go back to slavery. And like, say you're sorry to your, to your master and, and like, seriously. So I say that to say that there is, there are questionable things. And this is not, this is not me defending any religion, frankly, but there, if you look at, and if you go back and look at some of the sermons back in the day during like civil rights time, from the pulpit, they were encouraging racism so I can't actually and why I don't know I just think politics and and church should like their separation of church and state should go beyond just like the state not diving in I think that churches shouldn't uh, either because it's just it's not pretty so while so uh, but does that make anyone who's in that religion specifically racist no absolutely not absolutely not there is something to the fact, though, that the doctrine that you've been taught is skewed in a certain way. And so there could be institutional racism in that regard. It could happen. But I don't think that I know anybody's heart to say whether they, I mean, I'm sure I have opinions on people, don't get me wrong. But I don't know someone's heart. To, just like you don't know what someone truly believes, you don't know um, specifically. I mean, I got opinions. Don't get me wrong. There are people in my, 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 my spidey senses are saying but ultimately I don't know anything about what we need to know I will say I was impressed with her on stage because as she was taking that from Mary she was like really you can see she done the work 
she'd done the work to understand about that and about she she was talking about white privilege like I know I have white privilege and what was nice about it is it was a conversation where it wasn't like are you saying I'm bad because you saying like it wasn't this like attack on someone just because they lived a different life I often think that when people talk about um slavery and when they talk about white privilege some people get butt hurt about it I'm like we all need to calm down it is okay any type of privilege not just white privilege. It is okay to say that I've lived a life that is different. And as a result of the way that I was raised, I'm going to see things differently. It is okay to say that slavery existed in the United States of America. We don't have to rewrite that. Let's be real. It happened. Saying that and being in school and learning it. By the way, I want you to know, I had to learn about slavery in school and that is uncomfortable for me as a black woman. It was uncomfortable as a black child listening to and reading it. You don't know how to react because you're the only one in the room that looks like you and you're learning about this. It's uncomfortable for everyone is my point. But that doesn't mean you don't learn about it. And I didn't learn about it and go, okay, all of the people in class, you're bad. No, it's part of our history. And what I think is so important to remember is if we don't actually learn our history, if we don't, if we're not aware of it, the dang thing repeats itself. And if you think that's not true, it is true. It is true. Here's a great example that's totally unrelated. I believe we all have lessons to learn and we go through different opportunities to learn that lesson. And if we don't learn that lesson, we have to learn all over again. We are put in another opportunity to learn the lesson and get it right. So why wouldn't history repeat itself? Cause that's history personally repeating yourself. History repeats itself if we don't learn from it. And if we decide to wipe clean, or if you want to call it whitewashing, whatever, um, something and say it didn't happen or let's take slavery out. Talking about slavery in the past is not saying that anyone's bad right now. Just saying this is part of our history and this is what happened. Like for realsies, let's get this straight, okay? I think we all need to get over the let's make it shiny, happy people. No, let's talk about what happened so we can learn from it. It's not an indictment on you. It is a reflection of what happened in the past. And yes, we can look back in the past and say that was bad. And it's okay. It doesn't actually make or say that people today are bad. All right. I went on a soap boxy, boxy, box about (laughs) Salt Lake City. It took me there. But I think it's important. And I think it's a reminder that sometimes reality shows do get to the heart of some situations and some conversations that are important to have. I'm going to the spa today. I'm very excited. My stepdaughter and I are going to the spa um, the same spa I went to for my bridal shower and a uh, spa that just my family loves. So we're going to go to the princess and have a beautiful, wonderful day. I'm looking forward to, I'm going to be cold plunging. I'm going to be doing steam. I'm going to be doing a facial, just all the things of wonderfulness. Uh, and I'll come back tomorrow. <sighs> Looking great. By the way, I tried the cookie. I need to tell you, I had the second cookie, the wedding cake cookie from crumble cookies. Oh my gosh, it was even better than the first. It was so good. I was going to eat it here today and I just ate it yesterday. There will be working out coming. <laughs> it's just not coming yet. I look at my body I'm like, oh, Roxanne. But I couldn't waste the cookie. I bought it. Let's be real. I wish you the best day. Go be great. Talk to you soon. Bye.